Good morning, everyone. This is Barbara Chandler, and it is Friday. We've made it through another week. Right Daryl, make some noise. <laughs> this has been some week, Daryl. Yes, what it has. You? Yes, it has. So glad to see you. So glad to see you. Likewise. I tell you, I tell you, Daryl, it has been like non Stop. I feel like every day I'm looking at the calendar. I'm I'm like, oh, today is Thursday the ninth. Oh, tomorrow's Friday. That is exactly what yeah, I'm we, doing. We, we talked earlier this week and <laughs> we were already in June and July. Exactly. I've been speaking about June events since January. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm oh right my there God. with you. Oh. I'm with you there. Oh, my goodness. So happy to be here today. It is Friday, and you're listening to Our Seat, Our Table. This is the Winter Park, 90, Winter Park Rollins, Winter Park Rollins, WPRK, Rollins Radio that you're listening to. Um, if you're listening and you're listening live, that means you're locked into 91.5. And you know it's your girl, Barbara Chandler, and next to me is none other than... Oh, Oh, come on now. I'm humbled and honored to be here. <laughs> this is Daryl Gray uh, sitting in the little chair uh, next to the big chair. Not a, there is no big. There's no big and little. No big you okay. and no little eyes. Okay, uh, but I'm, I'm glad to be beside you at one of my favorite tables. Yes, 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 yes. And as we always say, our seat, our table, the leadership lounge, we're here for the community. Seriously, we want to let people know all the things that's happening in our uh, immediate community, our surrounding communities, and who are leading those charges and the and, and how we get to play the part, how we get to make more voices inclusive. And so... This is going to be a good show today. I enjoyed last week's show with Bob LeBlanc. What oh, about yeah. you? Man, <laughs> all the shows that I've been sitting in this, well, equal chair. It's a bench. It's a bench. We're yeah, sitting man. on a bench. <laughs> it's, yeah. Last week's show was, was lit. It and was. Many other shows have been equally as engaging and enlightening and insightful. I and, think so. And I'm so glad that we have the seat and this table to to make these voices known and heard. That's right. That's right. Today's show is going to be equally as special. Um, we have joining us from the Florida PTA. I have Carolyn Nelson and Alvin Ganey. And I think when we think of PTA, um, we're, we're, I'm a parent to adult children and I want to believe for the duration that my children were in school, I may have belonged to the PTA one one year. Um, and that was when they were probably in elementary. Um, and I, 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 I regretfully say that I probably didn't even complete the full year. Uh, over the last couple of years, you know, working more directly in community, it's really become apparent how the how important our PTA Parent Teachers Association really is to the greater part of the community. We cannot look at this like a separate entity. They are a part of our community. And so we have them. Um, we have two representatives um, here with us today. They're going to give us a bit of the history and they are commemorating the 100th year. Um, Daryl, I know you got some, I, I, 
totally love the necklace you're wearing today. At first, you come in here with the huge Sankofa, and now this one today. T- tell me about this one. It's almost like a an eye of some sort. Well, uh, yeah, art's in the be- eye of the beholder, uh-huh. how to interpret it. Uh, it is a globe, if you will. Okay. That's, that's how I look at it. Okay. A round globe. Uh-huh. And it has four colors on it that represent the Pan-African concept. Correct. Of red, black, green, and gold. Mm-hmm. And it's a handmade piece by the artist Gareth Edwards. Oh, Gareth made it himself. Yes. Okay. And, uh it's available at his art gallery at the West Oaks Mall. That's right. He it's is on the traces. owner. It's yeah, on traces. it's on traces. Three sixty-five. Right. Uh, Gareth is the proprietor owner uh, of the A Perfect Union Art Gallery. Nice. And it's at the West Oaks Mall. Okay. So uh, that's shout that's, out. That's that's the piece. I also like to give another shout out to okay. the AFAM, the African American Historical Genealogical Society, who will nice. be meeting tomorrow morning at the. Winter Park Library at 10.30 a.m. Oh, so they're not too far. No, they're not too far. Right okay. within the community. Okay. Give us a bit about who they are and what they do. Just a little summary. Just, this is a little teaser. Just a little because teaser. We're looking forward to having them on, on air uh, yes. sometime very yes. soon. Um, the African American Historical Genealogical Society, as those key words, history and genealogy, uh, it, is, it is a platform to uh, research your genealogy. Um, I've, I've, I'm a member and have done it. The first time I was there, I went on the database with the U.S. Census and traced my maternal genealogy from 1920. Uh, and within about 20 minutes, I'd gotten back as far as almost 1860. Oh, wow. And uh, the, 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 this society at their Central Florida chapter has access to multiple databases nice. uh, for for your genealogical historical research. Okay, so when do you want to bring them on? You want to bring them on next Friday? If they're available, as soon okay. as possible. Okay, okay. At, when they're available. So Absolutely. I will check in with them tomorrow at the meeting to remind them of the invitation. Yes. And uh, let's connect the dots and let's get them in the chair at the table. Absolutely. I'd love to know more about what they're doing and how we can get uh, more people connected this is wonderful. So once again, you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table. We're here every Friday morning from 9 to 10, bringing you the voices of our local community and our surrounding communities. Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge. We uh, initiated this partnership with WPRK 91.5 in uh, about 2020. We actually did it remotely. We were all... Um, in our respective places during uh, COVID, the the pandemic. And um, in that, we were able to connect. We were able to start this program. We realized that there are a lot of people doing a lot of efforts on a very grassroots level, and they're making some real big impact. And a lot of times, those smaller grassroots, we know they can't afford marketing. And so our seat, our table is here to give them a platform to let people know what is happening directly in the community, um, and so this is this is why we call it our seat, uh, our it, table. It, it's it's an exciting uh, opportunity. Uh, I'm really excited about it uh, because you and I we've talked about what I call about the heavy lifting with the pinky. Yes, and um, you know connecting each other because too many of our folks who are doing the things 
don't know each other. That's it. And uh, so, you know, we've heard of the con- the cliche concept of the glass half empty, half full. But I've I've been introduced to another way of looking at it, that the glass is replenishable. That's right. Oh, love that. So love that. Uh, w- love that. Regardless of how much oh, yeah. is in or not, That's uh, right. we can get more. We can get more. Uh, because we're here for us. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So this is wonderful. So with no further ado, I know that we have them online. Carolyn Nelson and Alvin Ganey from the Florida PTA. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you both? Very well. Looking forward to the weekend. (laughs) And you, Mr. Alvin? I am doing well, and just the same, I'm looking forward to uh, two very quick days, but I'm looking forward to the weekend. (laughs) They sound like you and I, Uh (laughs) Daryl. Well, we are so happy that you can join us. Um, Robin, who is also a resident of Hannibal Square Winter Park, um, we want to thank her for making this amazing connection. Robin reached out, and I know that she has been working for the uh, local PTA. Uh, I, I want to call it the more ad- in a administrative role. Um, and reached out um, looking for a place to host you all for the 100th commemoration. And in doing so, I said, wait a second, the PTA? I said, this is one of our oldest organizations that really is a community organization, but somehow we only connect PTA, Parent Teachers Association, to the schools And so we want to kind of clear up some of that. We want to let people know that you do not have to have children um, in school to be a part of it. And I I always say the PTA is one of the first initial battlefields or battlegrounds for education and for community. So, um, Mr. Alvin, um, please tell us a bit about who you are, the, the proper title, and, and what's happening in, um, in the PTA, and how can we become better informed and better supporters? Okay, well, my name is Alvin Ganey, as you stated, um, and typically uh, title-wise, uh, I'm okay with simple uh, servant at the end of the day, uh, but for the purposes of Florida PTA, I serve as the leadership development chair, as well as, for this auspicious occasion, the chair of our centennial celebration. Centennial Um, celebration. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am a parent of um, some beautiful children, uh, one who is an adult and the others that are uh, starting to age as well. Um, And I have been involved in PTA since my oldest daughter came into the public school setting. Um, and as you, you mentioned it uh, as a battleground, uh, I kind of consider it a proving ground because um, it really puts us at the forefront of all of the issues that are confronting our children in the public school setting as well as uh, the community at large. Correct. And it, it provided an opportunity for me to do what I have come to do best, which is advocate in the beginning for my child. Um, however, it is everyone else's child that has kept me involved in PTA. Right. Wow. Wow. And thank you for that unselfish 
reason for for being a part of it. Um, so tell us about this centennial year. What does that mean to us, and how can we support uh, the efforts that you all will be rolling out? So Florida PTA turns 100 years old um, on April 14th. Wow, that's right around the corner. Okay. Right around the corner, and we are we are really excited about the opportunity to be able to celebrate such a milestone um, because truly there are organizations that have not made it this far. Truly. Um, and, and more so than any, involved in the work that we're doing um, and in the spaces that we're in, we are very fortunate to be able to witness um, the organization turn 100 years old. Um, we have a number of um, opportunities and events that's going on to celebrate. Um, we are looking forward to on the 14th to welcome um, our members and community at large uh, that are in the greater Orlando and Central Florida area to an open house at our state office. We are very fortunate to be one of the state organizations um, within the national structure to actually have a state office. We own our own state office that supports uh, about 1,400 local units across the state of Florida. So we'll be welcoming our members in the community at large to our home for a family movie night and kind of a history walk as it relates to some of the artifacts and the archives of our organization. Um, wow. And then, then, of course, on that Saturday, which is the 15th, we will culminate um, the a celebration with a luncheon, which will be held at the Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida. Okay. And we will take the opportunity then again to commemorate 100 years um, of advocacy for Florida's children. And, and really, we are the state organization. However, our advocacy efforts stretch uh, well beyond borders um, because the work and efforts that we undertake at a local and state level, will benefit children all over the country. And we are a part of National PTA, which is the nation's oldest, largest, and I am somewhat biased. I consider it to be the most preeminent child (laughs) advocacy organization. Um, And the national organization is 125 years old. Um, And we have congresses, 54 congresses across the United States, um, as well as the Virgin Islands hey, hey. in Europe. Very so nice. We, we, I like to say we are worldwide. So. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And again, this is why this conversation is so important, because I, I, I have to say I didn't know how, how much of an impact, again, the PTA has. Ms. Carolyn Nelson, can you give us some back history of the PTA, of the Florida PTA, like when it started, how, how it started? Sure. Um, I'll actually start with telling you a little bit about me. Please, please do. Pardon uh, me. Yes. I'm Carolyn Nelson Godert. I am the current president of Florida PTA. Uh, I, like most parents, began working with PTA on behalf of my child, just as Alvin said. And as you go further along in the PTA process, you find out that your children are going to be just fine because you're there 
you're being watchful, you're a part of the process, but it's the other children in the classroom who need you, who need that advocate, because for whatever reason, and it's not always the reason that we assume because parents don't care, which is what we hear an awful lot of, uh, there are many reasons, I'm sorry. No, continue, you're fine. (laughs) Okay. There are many reasons that parents can't be engaged uh, on a day-to-day basis uh, with their children's education. So we as advocates are here to fill in that gap uh, and make sure that all children are represented by someone who cares. Uh, So for my husband and I, uh, we have one child uh, who's not such a child anymore. He's actually a a college professor right now, and he too is a part of PTA uh, and has been for uh, many years. Florida PTA, in particular, as Alvin said, turns 100 this year um, as a part of the National PTA body of Congresses. And PTA actually started out in um, 1897 as a part or an offshoot of the women's movement, because primarily the people who started PTA were women. Um, There were men at that original meeting. Uh, There were a few black people. Uh, but it was predominantly white women who started PTA uh, back in 1987. Um, They changed uh, names a few times. Um, The mission stayed the same, which was about being a part of the school and influencing curriculum, being a part of the legislative process, maintenance at schools. Um, So the name changed a few times, but the mission, uh, what they were based on, did not change. Uh, they went from uh, the National Congress of Mothers in 1897 to the National Congress of Mothers, the Parent Teachers Association in 1908. Uh, a few years after that, they changed names again uh, in 1924 to the National Congress of Parents and Teachers, um, followed in 1926 when the National Congress of Other Parents and Teachers was originated. Uh, the two organizations stayed separate, very much separate, but parallel missions until 1970 when there was the official unification of the two groups, which led to a massive amount of membership drop-off for the original uh, National Congress of Parents and Teachers. It was about a quarter of the membership, Uh, but by a few years later, by 1980, it was actually half that they had lost. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, That's a a whole lot. Uh, But while all of that was going on in 1926, Florida PTA, excuse me, not 1926, 1923, Florida PTA came to be. uh, And we have been going strong ever since. Florida PTA actually uh, did their unification a couple of years before the 1970 national unification. Um, but like professional association, the, his, the history of the Black Parent Congress, uh, a lot of it's been lost. Okay. Um, it's, the records aren't easily accessible. Um, photographs of events aren't accessible. Uh, but Florida PTA is a part of our Centennial Celebration. We're working to recapture some of that history. Excellent. Uh, because, yeah, it's important. Excellent. Uh, good morning to Alvin and Carolyn, both of you. I have a 
two-part question. Um, the Parent-Teacher Association, uh, the first part of that is, is it applied to all schools as in public, private, charter, uh, parochial? That's one part of the question. And for mm-hmm. non-parents, uh, what's the uh, need to be involved? Why is that important? I'll jump in first. Go for it. So first, thanks. So first off, I'll start with the second part of your question. And who can and should be engaged in PTA? Absolutely everybody. If you care about education, first of all, and we should all care about education because if we don't, uh, we as a society are in for trouble because uneducated students and People in our society don't bode well for progress, but everybody should be concerned. Uh, whether it's you, your neighbor, the business down the street, how will they get educated and informed workers? How will we make progress in medicine or engineering or science mm-hmm. if we don't have an educated society? So everybody should be concerned and take advantage of the opportunity to join PTA. Um, the second part of the question was, does it apply to all schools? It does. We have PTAs in traditional public schools. We have PTAs in charter schools, parochial schools, uh, and across the gamut. Uh, it is a choice uh, whether a school, it's the parents and the administration, choose to become part of PTA, but everyone is welcomed. Um, not only do we have PTAs in all of those settings, but we have PTAs in the community, and they're actually called community PTAs. And those are for people who don't have a child in school or want to broaden their engagement with PTA uh, and just be a part of the educational process. Uh, Community PTAs in Florida, we have three statewide PTAs. Uh, We have our Sunshine State PTA, which is, of course, open to everyone. We have our Kaleidoscope PTA, which has a focus on the LGBTQ LGBTQ community. Uh, And we also have our SEPTA PTA, which is our special education-focused PTA. Uh, Anyone can join any of those associations, and we welcome uh, community. We welcome everyone, because the more members we have, the stronger our voice when we are advocating on issues for our children. And we advocate on behalf of all children, absolutely all children. And that sometimes gets us in a little bit of trouble, uh, but we can't shy away from our mission and we can't shy away from supporting children. Excellent. Excellent. As a follow-up question for that, um, supporting all children, what is the Florida PTA's uh, position with regards to the limitation and access of certain curriculums? (laughs) <laughs> we believe in <laughs> we believe in educating the whole child, uh, and we believe that there should be um, there should be no cleansing of history. Uh, there should be an accurate reflection in our curriculum and in our textbooks of what has transpired, um, not only here in the United States but worldwide. Uh, as far as history, as far as what is going on now. Uh, We believe that children should be taught uh, 
what's actually transpired. Exciting. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm listening to you intently here, both of you, and we are at that um, at a very critical critical point mm-hmm. um, with everything that's going on, everything that's impacting education. And one of the things you stated, Miss um, Nelson, was the reason why, and uh, Mr. Ganey stated this also, the reason why you remained with the PTA was not just for your child, but for the other children that may not have had a parent to represent them, whether they're working and for whatever other reasons. And when we think about that alone and we think about our communities and building our communities, when we think historically and as legacy, um, a legacy people, African-Americans and, and, of course, everyone else, Native Americans, everyone else that falls into cultivating children, this is a natural, authentic act for us to be there for one another. Uh, in spaces exactly. where, right? It's it's very natural. Mm-hmm. We 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 don't question it. Um, and so when we look at the PTA, it, it, especially in what both of you have clearly stated to us, the PTA is there for children who may not have a parent who can be as readily available. Um, we do see a lot of businesses from time to time. The schools within my area. I will see the businesses who are connected to them. But what about grassroots organizations? And when I say grassroots organizations, Daryl and I run into a lot of grassroots organizations that are working in community. And for a lot of them, as Daryl, as as I always say, it's a heavy lift. Yeah, and, and you can't do it with your pinky finger. You cannot. You cannot. But here we have the school we have the PTAs, we have um, foundations um, like yours that have laid, you're, you're, you're permanent, you're cemented. How does a grassroots organization that is credentialized, that wants to come into the schools, help them, whether it's reading, um, whether it's those character development uh, courses or programming, how do we begin to link those to um, an established organization like the PTA, um, just as a what do we a reinforcement? We realize. A, go ahead, Daryl. And I, I want to underscore what you were saying about uh, businesses and organizations mm-hmm. that are af- affiliated with PTA or, or with schools. Right. More often than not, we we will see, or at least I see, these uh, organizations and businesses affiliated with a school as a sponsor for athletic programs. Right. So you'll see ABC, XYZ, LMNOP organization business supporting uh, school teams. So how how can we translate or does it translate not just from supporting school uh, sports, but the PTA and, and all the initiatives that we're talking about as far as the complete education? Mm. So, so that's a lot, right, Elvin? <laughs> it, it, it is. Um, but 
and, and in that, there is an answer. There, there truly is an answer. Um, first things first. We've got multiple school districts across the state. Each district will have their own rules as it relates to how people engage and involve themselves in their schools. Um, But what I will say say is that as a state organization, and Carolyn can speak to this a little bit further, a few years ago Florida PTA served as a convener of grassroots organizations across the state. Um, under the umbrella, uh, the the organization was called the Real Talk. Um, right, and, we, and, we incubated that coalition. And, and there were a number of grassroots organizations that came together um, with like purposes, similar missions, uh, that really wanted to just do well for children. I'm going to allow Carolyn to speak more to that, but as it relates to aligning organizations and businesses in this case uh, to really translate those things from just being sports and team related. Now you'll notice at the elementary levels, um, you really are seeing sponsors that are supporting the school per se, because there isn't a prevalence of athletic programs at the elementary level. Now, as of course you matriculate, you start to see more of that at the middle and high school level, but at the end of the day, it would be great if organizations bought solely into, oh, every child, the whole child. Um, I will not say that, you know, investing solely into athletics or so forth is a bad thing um, because it is reaching a child. And that is where I have to put on my hat every child. You know, some yes, I'd like for you to support every or as many as we can in those efforts. But it is important to see that those relationships translate to benefit uh, a larger portion of school population. So when, you know, when those opportunities arise, I think that especially for those uh, business owners that may be looking for uh, a great way to sow back into their community, aligning yourself with the PTA, who is not a part of the school, by the way, it is a separate entity from the school, which means there are certain things that the PTA can do that schools may not be able to do. Um, there are certain programs that the PTA may be able to provide and promote that the schools may not. So a lot of times when it's hard to find your way through the district system, aligning yourself with the PTA is actually somewhat of a better idea because PTA already has an in in many of those situations. Can you give a couple, one or two examples of uh, the programs that you're suggesting could happen through the PTA that cannot happen through the school? So, of course. Advocacy. <laughs> yeah, so at, at the core of who we are, we are an advocacy organization. And in Florida right now, our advocacy is more paramount today than it ever was before. And without naming any particular piece of legislation, we know that there are a number of things that are just, and this is Alvin stepping off of the PTA soapbox and just saying these pieces of legislation are absolutely hateful. Correct. 
there are things where our districts are not allowed to inform not only students, but they're not allowed to allow for professional development for teachers and staff in certain areas. Well, PTA, believe it or not, because we are a separate entity from a school, there are programs that we can provide uh, or, or promote that schools cannot. Okay. For instance, Car- Carolyn mentioned uh, Kaleidoscope PTA. Um, I'm going to toot my own horn for just a second. It toot. was an idea. It was an idea a few years ago to try to start this PTA that would support that population. And years later, it turns into a statewide initiative, right? Well, guess what? PTAs at the local level can say, you know what, tonight, uh, as part of our PTA meeting, we're also going to be hearing from a local GSA or, you know, or Gay Straight Alliance. There isn't anything that stops a PTA from doing that. There isn't anything that stops a PTA from running a voter registration campaign. Okay. You know, so there are a number of things that when you find hurdles outside of or within school districts and in schools, a lot of times there's a go-between or, or, or a roundabout way with some of those things when you go through PTA because we are a nonpartisan, nonsectarian, nonprofit organization. Um, but because we are advocates, advocacy is, 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 again, the blood that runs, that courses through our veins. Those are things that we do, and we do actually, we do rather well. Um, so well, there are yes. endless opportunities. Right. Because I, I don't, a lot of people don't understand because of the what they see happening in schools. Um, they think PTA is a fundraising association, a fundraising organization. We're there to fill in the gaps in what the legislation is not doing on behalf of schools. That is not what we're there for. Right. We and, are and I, I just first wanna... and foremost advocacy. Right. And I think that has been, until today, <laughs> that has been definitely one of the things when I hear PTA, oh, they're doing another fundraiser, we're raising money. So it's so great, again, that you all are here to help clarify uh, some of these myths for us. Um, uh, Mr. Gainey mentioned, pardon me, about, mm-hmm. I wrote it here, Gainey mentioned about the real talk. Yes. Can we hear a bit about that? So, mm-hmm. Sure. As a part of our advocacy efforts, and um, I'll share with you a little bit later some of the resolutions that we have passed here in Florida. But real talk um was a coalition uh, of community-minded advocacy associations, each with their own platform, their own mission, that recognized that educational equity had big gaps in it. So we came together, um, Florida PTA incubated, real talk. Uh, Our first meeting was held at the Florida PTA office, where we were expecting a few groups to come together and by the time the night was over, the parking lot was full, the building was full, because everyone said, we have a problem in educational equity. Amongst the groups that were there were um, religious organizations, high education, um, people in the community who recognized that 
if we come together around this issue, perhaps we can be more impactful than if we do this similarly. So Real Talk um, made some inroads uh, with the Florida legislature, uh, with community groups uh, across the state talking about educational equity. You hear a lot about it now, uh, but this was back in 2016. Um, but now it's, it's, it's everywhere. You hear educational equity, you hear groups talking about what they're doing as far as educational equity. Uh, but we were in the foreground uh, in that arena talking about here's what's missing. And it's not about equality. We don't want everybody to have the same thing. We want every child to get what they need in That's order right. to be successful. And who are the children who are most often left out of that arena? It is the children who are impacted uh, socioeconomically. It is our black and brown children. And we were very clear that those were the kids who needed more in order to be successful. Correct. Wow. This is, this is, this, <laughs> I'm, I moved this morning and I tell you, I tell you, once again, you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, The Leadership Lounge. Uh, if you are listening, you're listening live, WPRK 91.5. Our guest today is from the Florida PTA, Carolyn Nelson Goff. Is that correct? Nelson Godert. Nelson Godard, pardon me. She is the president. And then we have also Alvin Ganey, who um, is is titled as a servant. Um, he's also with the Florida Leadership Development, a part of the PTA. And we are learning again the impact and the advocacy work that the Florida PTA is really designed to do. This organization started in 1887, 1887, this year in April, April the 14th, they kick off their centennial year and community people, if you community members, resident people, whomever you are, if you are listening to me, whether or not you have a child in public school, a friend, a neighbor, we have got to support our PTA. It is not just a fundraising organization. This is the core of advocacy. This is the core of our community. Many, many of our local communities right here in Central Florida, um, we have community schools or, or should I say neighborhood schools where um, there's, there's a school in our neighborhood. For some communities, you may have a school just outside. But again, having those voices, and I will always, always um, remember what both of you had said today. The reason you stayed with the PTA was not simply for your your son or daughter, your child, but it was for the other students who who were not represented because parents are working. Parents have other things to do. And, and, and we don't need to qualify whether or not um, they need to make time. If we have the time to make, this is where we step in as a community. This has organically been a trait to who we are as African-Americans, as as the Latino uh, community. We have got to Latinx community. This, again, I'm so glad that we are able to clarify exactly who the PTA is, 
Parent Teachers Association and their impact to our local community, as well as not the education, of course, the education, but all the other things that also happen uh, within our school, outside of our school, within our communities. Um, you mentioned the dates, and I just want to go over the dates again. Uh, your website, how can we come out and support you, not just during this centennial uh, programming, but how do we continue to support you? Each one of us passes school at least once or twice a day. What does that, how, how, how do we make this easy? How do we connect into that, uh, that PTA community and find out what they need for our grassroots community? Daryl and I are always advocating for our grassroots community. How do we better link in? And I know I've said a lot, but we'll start with your website. <laughs> we'll start with your website and the dates of your centennial celebration. We want to come out and see some of those artifacts. Um, and we're hoping to also help you to create new archive. Well, nice. That's, Thank that's you. Stunning, you know, um, that to, and, and Carolyn, I'm sure in some way will echo the sentiments, but to have someone else feel the way that we do about the work that we do is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, anyone that's so looking, you share the date, Salvin? Yep. So we um, again April 14th at our Orlando State Office, um, which is located off of um, Orlando Central Parkway in the city of Orlando. We will have our open house, and on April the 15th. It will be our centennial luncheon at the Second Harvest Food Bank. And you can visit the website at floridapta.org. Florida is spelled all the way out. Uh, and you'll see on the feed at the top of the page uh, an opportunity to click on the Save the Date card for our centennial. And it will take you to the page, which will tell you about all of the events that are happening as well as give you an opportunity to uh, contribute to our efforts. Uh, we are looking, continuing to look for sponsors as well as individual contributions uh, in order to support the work of PTA and to commemorate our centennial. Uh, the funds from our lunch, as well as any contributions that we will receive will be added to our endowment fund so that we know the work of PTA will continue in perpetuity. And one of the things that um, was mentioned is um, the little a history of PTA and how we've been engaged. And very early on, PTA was a part of child labor laws, oh, uh, mm -hmm. seat belts and child restraints in cars, school lunches. All of that comes out of the work of PTA many, many years ago. Right now, we continue to work advocacy during this legislative session. Uh, we've had press releases most recently about permitless carry. Uh, we've had press releases about African American studies, in particular the AP course um, that had so much controversy surrounding it. And we have resolutions that our members, when we gather during our annual conventions each year, uh, vote on our, to allow to give us a voice. Uh, our members last year voted for Pathways Out of Poverty, 100% Clean Energy. We have resolutions on funding, um, accountability, health and wellness, uh, diversity. 
um, cultural arts. Um, PTA has one of the largest fine arts programs in the nation, uh, and every school that is a PTA has an opportunity to participate, uh, whether it's choreography, musical composition, literature, uh, painting, uh, photography, media. Um, children have an opportunity through PTA to do lots of things and to recognize their own greatness when it comes to fine arts. Oh, Parents oh, have uh, an opportunity. Family members have an opportunity to recognize their own greatness when it comes to being advocates for their children. You, you just blasted us with a fire hose of information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait, hold up. Wait, wait. Let's, okay. let's, let's go back a little bit. You said something about a national okay. convention. Ooh, that caught my attention. So... Our state conventions even better. Okay, so yeah. national and state conventions. Is it yes. limited to PTA members? How can you attend? Talk about that. Oh, that's a good question. Not limited. We highly recommend you join a PTA because then you'll get a, a cheaper rate, registration rate. Uh, but uh, Florida national, excuse me, Florida's leadership convention, and we call it a leadership convention because it combines learning as our annual meeting. Uh, will take place July 13th through 16th at the Omni at Champions Gate Orlando Resort. Oh, that's right down uh, the street and, from us. <laughs> all right. Mm -hmm. So join a PTA, register, and meet us there, or beat us there, as they say. <laughs> uh, so this is our, as we said, our centennial uh, leadership convention, and promises to have great keynote speakers, uh, lots of workshops, because it is training as well both professional and, uh, personal and professional development for our PTA leaders uh, because we recognize not only do we need children who are wholly educated, we need leaders who are wholly educated, not only in the positions that they hold, but in order to be great community leaders as well. That's right. That's right. That's and, right. And, and to that point, you know, as I'm listening to all this wealth of, of information uh, and how your advocacy is so critical and necessary um, that, wow, hmm, you, you, you've debunked so many uh, myths and misinformations uh, with regards yes, to the have. organization, uh, just starting with, 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 with the first word in, you know, parent, that you do not have to be one That's right. in order to support your advocacy and how necessary it is to to the strength of the community. So it is so necessary, and I'm very grateful to hear that. And also, when you stated that it's in the public schools, the private schools, mm -hmm. the charter schools, the parochial schools. Wherever the children are. Is where the PTA yeah. is. Yes. And, and, and honestly, it, it goes back to the old adage of it takes a village. Mm -hmm. PTA is that village. Yeah. Um, we belong to the community. Um. PTAs were not started. And the, and the community in belongs to us. That is correct. And, you know, PTAs were not started in schools. They were started in communities that benefited schools. And, that's and now, of course, yes, and, and today we see them most closely aligned with schools, but PTA belongs to the community. Um, and, and, and we really are that village because – when we say every child, we mean every child. Um, and, and, and you're right. You know, even in, in even in our um, homeschool, our bylaws, yeah, too. 
our bylaws say PTA operates home, school, community, and places of worship. So that covers everything everybody. in the community. That's mm-hmm. right. Everybody. As, as I like to say, Lottie Dottie and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, this yeah. has been a wonderful. Any final comments from either of you today? Yes. Join a PTA, whether it's a PTA that's located near your home, near where you work, uh, whether it is a PTA of a family member, a friend, join a PTA. You can go on our website uh, also, floridapta.org, Florida spelled all the way out. If you look at the top right-hand corner, you'll see a button that's blue that says join and connect. If you click on that, it'll take you to a page. If you scroll down, so you'll see every PTA across the state of Florida. You can look for a PTA by name uh, or however you choose to, to look for a PTA, zip code or name, uh, and you can join. And I'll remind you of our three statewide PTAs, uh, which are Sunshine State, which is open to absolutely everyone, as well as our two uh, specific statewide PTAs uh, who are open to our LGBTQ communities, as well as uh, our SEPTA, which is our special special education uh, focused PTA. Please join. Please be a part of the process, not a result of the process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Be in the forefront. Mm -hmm. Be in the forefront. Be in the forefront. Wow. Proactive, not reactive. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I guess to go along with what Carolyn is saying, um, I think I'm nearing somewhere in the neighborhood of about 16 or 17 years of involvement with PTA. And I've had friends, I've had family members ask, why do you do that? Why PTA? And as of late, my response is always, well, why not PTA? You know, this is a place where I have found a place to belong I am represented, and I am representing That's right. someone, uh, some child that may not have someone there, someone that may be sitting out and looking for a face in the audience that simply looks like theirs. And, you know, it takes me back to the words of our past superintendent in Miami-Dade County, that education and democracy are two sides of the same coin. Wow. And if you believe in democracy, you must believe in education. And if you believe in education, you have to believe in the work of PTA. Because at the end of every day, at the end of every day, we start and end our day with our mission, which is to make every child's potential a reality by engaging and empowering families and communities to advocate for all children. And if you really, really, in your heart of hearts, believe in all children, we've got a place for you to belong. And it is PTA. Um, we, we can, you know, we kind of look like the United Nations when we're together because... Exactly. <laughs> however, however your family looks, that's how your family should come. And and we are here, um, and we're here, more importantly, to welcome you, to embrace you, and most importantly, to empower you. Well, if I may say, Alvin and Carolyn, uh, 
we're, we're communicating through the advancement of technology where we're on the phone and you're not in our studio. Uh, so we're, I'm hearing you for the first time, but in your advocacy and your passion and your heart, I feel like I've known you all my life. Truly. And, and I'm so oh, grateful for this you. opportunity and I look forward to actually meeting you and I'm planning on yeah. being at that convention, uh, in July. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, yes, I look forward yes, to meeting you, you and continuing not only our talk, but our walk as we work and, and let's march on till victory is won. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Together, we Together. can do that. Yes. Well, I would like to thank you both for taking the time to uh, join us here, our seat, our table, the Leadership Lounge. The work that you are doing is profound. The reason that you are doing it is just purely um, unintentionally authentic. And we are lucky to have you both in those positions. So we thank you and we honor you. And as Daryl said, I'm sure that the 14th and the 15th, I will be attending one of those events. I'll be and, there too. Yep. And I look forward to connecting with you both in person. And I look forward to joining a PTA. Mm-hmm. Me too. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you for the opportunity to share not only with you all in the studio, but with the WPR audience, uh, 91.5. Uh, thanks again, and we look forward to welcoming you to the PTA family. Absolutely. All the best and greater success. All right. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. I tell you. That was, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm right mm. there with you, Dara. That, that was, ooh. That was overflowing. It truly I love the community. The PTA belongs to the community I, here I am at a tender 50-something, um, always thinking that the community, the PTA was a program through the, the schools. And just for parents. And just for parents. And it was like, okay, you know, the, the myth of, oh, you got to go to a PTA meeting. What did my child do? Do, do exactly. we, we're here to just review the report card. That's exactly right. There's and, this negative connotation yeah. around the PTA. And I tell you, I tell you, mm. we learned a lot today, Brother D. Hey. <laughs> hey. And that's a good day. Hey, if I can learn one new thing a day, a day, I've had a great day. That's exactly Today's right. Today's a great day. I, you know what I was thinking about, and I forgot to say, I was thinking about your aviation program. Mm. And now we know how to go mm-hmm. into the school. This this is another opportunity. This is another connection another connection we don't have to be the pinky trying to lift it off that is exactly right that is exactly right wow so i'm looking for the op- hey, i'm excited i'm excited what a friday i hope you all are enjoying the show as much as we did it is time for us to wrap up but once again we want to thank you guys for listening to our seat our table the leadership lounge and i know that ed is coming up next so look forward to his show thank you so much and make it a great 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 weekend.